Is the customer always right? Hi, welcome back to the Employment Schmooze podcast. I'm your host, Chaim Desser, CEO of Pole Group. There is an old phrase adopted for many years ago, mainly when it comes to customer service. Rule number one, the customer is always right. Well, the origin of this quote goes back to, they say, Harry Gordon Selfridge, the founder of a popular department store located in London. But some attribute the quote to the founder of the famous Ritz Hotel. But he actually coined the phrase differently as, the customer is never wrong. Well, we all know that nice phrases can make for a great speech. But entrepreneurs need to be smart and understand when to apply those phrases and when not to. I have seen plenty of clients in my business. And I've heard from countless entrepreneurs who stopped doing business with some of their clients simply because it wasn't worth spending their valuable time on them. It is extremely important for entrepreneurs to value their time. There are clients who will suck the blood and time out of you. They think that you should be available for them at any given time. You should serve them like kinks just because they give you the business. And whenever you dare to complain, they will right away play the competition card against you. So before we adopt the rule, the customer is always right, we should first make sure we want them as a customer in the first place. The type of clients who abuse and threatens you against your competitors will usually end up dropping you whenever they want, and they can cause you lots of aggravation. They have zero loyalty, and therefore, the minute you steer them wrong, for whatever reason, they will butcher you like a piece of meat on a chopping block. There is no understanding on their side, but you always need to understand them. So it's not worth your investment to consider them as a client. As an employer, your time is worth a lot more than you initially think, as I'll explain further. If we don't value our time properly, then we might get sucked into customers who will use our time and they can end up breaking us to the point where we feel that the business is driving us nuts. So to do a deeper dive into the subject, I would like to share that this issue is not only important to understand in terms of choosing your clients wisely, it is very important for company owners to understand the concept of their value time in terms of choosing the right talent for their company. And that's the reason why I chose to talk about this topic. First, I would like to share with you a quote from Dan Martell, the author of the book, Buy Back Your Time. He talks a lot about how entrepreneurs should value their time, and most employers who don't value their time either end up losing their business or can't grow their business to the max. Here's a great tip he shares on how to calculate your time. He says, take your take-home income from your company, divide it into 2,000. That's how much you are worth an hour. Example, if your income is a million dollars from your company per year, divide that into 2000. This means you're worth $500 an hour. Understand that weeks of working hours are approximately 40 hours. If you only work 20 hours of the week, you still need to value the other 20 hours of freedom, which is still valuable to you. Freedom is not cheap. And your goal should be to have even more of those hours of freedom. So you can then apply it either into personal gain or in what brings you more value. When you know how much you're worth an hour and you start valuing your time right, you will start hiring better as well. Sometimes as employers, we interview candidates and we see that they have 
let's say, 60 or 70% of what we are looking for in a candidate. But the other 30 or 40% is still missing. So some employers may say, as long as 60% of the work is taken care of, the other 40%, I can do it myself, no big deal. You might be right. In terms of the work, it's no big deal to complete these tasks. But you must ask yourself, if it's no big deal, then why are you paying $500 an hour for these tasks? If this is how much you're worth, is your time really worth it? Or rather hire someone who can do these no big deal tasks so you can free up your time for the big deal projects where you make the biggest impact and where you make the company more profitable. And that concept also applies when you have a customer that tries to waste your time. You must value your time against what this customer brings to the table. If it's worth it, then go ahead. But if it's not worth it, you won't have the strength to continue with business normally, then don't take on these clients. Yes, be smart. Let your competition become busy with them. Your time is much more valuable. I'm reminded of a story that I once had. A client wanted me to place them a top executive. It was a very sensitive situation and therefore it needed my special attention. Because of the sensitivity of the position, we figured it will be best if they come over to my office We'll sit here with owners and we'll figure out together a strategy how to go about it. This meeting ended up taking hours upon hours because there was unfortunately a lot of mistrust happening at executive level. We needed to make sure everyone was on the same page. Before we finished the meeting, I requested from them to appoint one person whom they trust to be my go-to person to verify candidates because I knew very well that if I need to deal with many decision makers that this will end up being a waste of time. So they appointed one guy who would decide on two, three finalists and then those candidates, the finalists, will be presented to the executive board. That night, it was probably after 10 p.m., I received the first WhatsApp voice note. It was from one of the other board members. I knew him. He's known to be a bully and has no patience for anything. He said, hi, it was a great meeting today. So when do you think you'll have some great candidates for us? I was thinking, oh, this started already. But I did not ignore him. I said calmly, we just came out of the meeting just a few hours ago. I don't have these type of candidates in a stack room. They are not laying around on the shelf, nor are they in the freezer. We need to hunt for these caliber candidates. But have no worries, I finished off. You will definitely hear from the guy you appointed today when we'll have good news. This guy did not like the answer I gave him. I robbed him the wrong way. What? Does that mean I will not deal with him directly? I will only deal with this other guy they appointed? He couldn't swallow that. So in his frustration, he said to me, You think you're the only recruiter working on this job? We are hiring other recruiters as well to search for this position. And if you want to make a placement, then buckle up. I didn't want to respond to him directly. I sensed he was in his bullying mode, so I answered, I hear, and thanks for sharing that with me. The next morning, I contacted the guy who they all agreed will be my go-to person, and I told him the following. I found out from one of the board members that this special search was given out to other recruiters as well. I was under the assumption yesterday in my office that this was an exclusive special search where you guys will give me ample time to find the right candidate. But if I'm investing time just to play who catches the first fish, then I'm sorry. I don't have time to play this game. So unless you give me a 50% retainer on this search, I will not start the search. You guys have a choice. You can use many other recruiters. But if you need me on this search, you need to pay a retainer for my time. 
or you can give me exclusivity. And I'm not asking you to lay all the eggs in one basket. I'm just asking for fairness. Give me what you think is ample time to do a normal search for you. And after that time, go ahead and use it as many other resources you want. But my time has to be valued one way or another. I knew very well that if I should continue with this search, it will cost me hours upon hours. They will call me off hours as well. And I wasn't going to take the abuse, wasting my time, but getting nothing in return. An entrepreneur needs to understand how he can buy back his time. Example, in my case, when I, as an owner of a recruiting company, work with my entire team, at any given time, I work simultaneously on many placements versus if I get pulled into working on one placement only, then I need to value that time and get compensated accordingly. Does it pay to invest time into it or not? It's my choice. So I was not offended that they did not take up my deal. They showed me they were clearly not ready to invest anything on their end. They only asked for my end an investment, which was unlimited time on my side. But in the end, they unfortunately lost more than they wanted. They ended up using a few other recruiters, and that turned out to go in the opposite direction of what they originally wanted. This job was advertised in many places, and that got every employee in this company to know about this open position. Since many recruiters were interviewing for this position, it was uncontrollable. A few managers got the impression that the company is under turbulence. They lost a few great employees, and that caused more friction. And after all, I found out later that the recruiter who ended up placing this position waited months until they got paid for their work. Thankfully, I detected it right in the beginning. And as soon as I felt that this might not be the best place to invest my time, I put it to the test, tested if they are willing to invest anything on their end, and got a clear answer. But I've noticed that this is a common problem that many entrepreneurs encounter. I wish I personally would be much better in this. As they say, practice what you preach. But I felt it's definitely worth opening the conversation and sharing and exploring this issue. And this must be a golden rule when we hire employees as well. As Dan mentions many times in his talks, don't hire to grow your business, rather hire to buy back your time. When you value your time, you will know how to hire right. And now let's go to a job advertisement. A healthy meals provider and nutrition service firm with offices in Brooklyn, New York, is seeking a highly motivated, experienced insurance billing coordinator. The candidate must have business acumen to establish partnerships with insurance providers like Medicare, Medicaid, and other agencies. The position pays 140k. Please send your resume to info at pollgroup.com. That's I N F O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P dot com. No worries. We'll keep your information confidential. Wishing you all continued success in whatever you do. Have a wonderful day.